Welcome to Eat Me, Drink Me. I'm Mariah. And I'm Maddie. We're two very different sisters bonding over an interest in food with a drink in hand. So today's topic is about bacon. So what do you think about bacon? (laughs) What do I think about bacon? Do you eat bacon? I do. I like bacon. I think we've established before, though, I don't eat anywhere near as much as you. <laughs> okay, I eat a little bit more after we've, you know, started researching this. I think we've come to terms with I eat a little bit more bacon. But I guess that's, you know, I cook a lot more than you, too. So I think. Sure, there's... but. So you're going to be ashamed of me. But I made bacon the other day, uh, just like a whole pack of bacon. Um, I can't remember for some recipe, whatever, pasta with bacon and tomatoes and ricotta. It was really freaking good. Anyway, didn't use it all. That was probably like maybe a week ago. It's still in my fridge. The cooked, the rest of the cooked bacon. I feel like that would have never happened. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not going to eat it anymore, but I'm just saying you would have never let it get to that point. Oh, no. We just like eat whole packet of bacon for breakfast so we just leave it there and throughout the you know an hour or so we go and munch on it and leave it on the counter do what we're doing and eat our bacon yeah i mean fair yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. Mm. Eh, it's okay well i like of- it i seek it like i'll purposely get a burger that has bacon on it but I don't actively go out of my way to buy bacon to make things in my house. That's why I think this is interesting. You had to do the drink pairing this week. Mm-hmm. And you had to do what with bacon? So uh, <laughs> the drink pairing that I made this week is a cocktail. Uh, it's called the Bacon Me Angry Cocktail. So I did a little bit of a variation on it, but essentially pretty much the same. But it is one ounce of bacon vodka, four ounces of angry orchard apple cider, splash of maple syrup, a dash of Angostura bitters, brandy cherries, and uh, bacon, both as garnishes. So my favorite part about this whole thing was that I made my own bacon vodka. I thought it was going to be like bacon infused vodka because that's yeah, like what chunks I would... of bacon and you yeah, sift it's it. not like yeah. that. <laughs> Not like that, because that sounds gross. Um, No, what it is, is it's essentially bacon-washed vodka. So that means that you use the fat of the bacon. So you're going to cook the bacon and use just the bacon fat. Combine that with the vodka. So you get a tasty treat along with making vodka. So you'll have some bacon set aside that you can use on, you know, whatever... You can eat for breakfast. You can make burgers with whatever. Um, But then you use the fat and you combine it with the vodka and you just let it sit for like four to six hours. And then you freeze it. it Look gross. It looks so nasty. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of like the fat separating. So you shake it and like. You shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. And let it sit. And so it's like little beads of fat throughout the vodka. It's real nasty looking. But then you let it sit for a while and then you freeze it. And the fat all comes to the surface and solidifies. You take it all out. I strained it so that there was just literally nothing in it besides vodka left. Wish you have a tasty. Do that. But then you have a tasty like bacon flavored vodka. So that's what's used in this recipe. Uh, it would be really good in Bloody Marys or something also. Makes but sense. the bacon vodka mixed with the apple cider plus the maple syrup makes it kind of like a sweet and savory um, cocktail that it just gave me really strong fall vibes. Like really good. Um, like cozy up by a campfire kind of cocktail. Um, or, I mean, not going to lie, you mix the maple with the bacon and you kind of got a breakfast drink there too. So if you ever want a breakfast cocktail, so that'd be perfect. the bacon kind of offsets it because it's like the bacon fat. So it's more bacon enhanced flavor than you would get. 
Yeah, it balances out really well. And I will say that if just the bacon vodka with the Angry Orchard by itself, the Angry Orchard isn't strong enough or isn't sweet enough to balance it out. It really needs that maple syrup in order to bring it up to a point where it is even remotely balanced. Hmm. Interesting. Really good, though. Um, Highly recommend. And uh, we'll, you know, post the recipe, make it with you. Show you a little video. How to yeah, do I'll definitely have to try that. Um, you know, it's perfect season and do it. And, you know, yeah. I, know there are people I guess who we like should blood. know that Maddie and I are not in the same state. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so. <laughs> so I can't just like pass my glass over to you. I have you taste it. But when I'm there with you in October, we'll have to make it because it's <laughs> perfect for that time of year. Oh, definitely. And, you know, if. I can't finish it. There's other people in the house who will drink the rest of the bacon vodka. So, <laughs> no, so I good. swear it's so good. Oh, wait. Yeah, you like Bloody Marys, right? I'm not the biggest Bloody Mary uh, person. Does Tom enough. like Bloody Marys? He does. Um, it just can't be, and this is really stupid to say, too tomato ish. Like, oh, that's how I am too. Like, which I, I think that's my problem is I've just had way too many bad experiences with it which i i'll, I'll try one eventually I, I, I don't know give me a mimosa in the morning we're good we're good so you like the sweeter drinks i don't like sweet drinks and once that's why it's weird that i like mimosas so there's something well because you can balance them out i mean the proper mimosa is mostly champagne right <laughs> yes uh as the ash re- oh no the renaissance guy he was my favorite uh the mimosa man he just says the the orange juice is just like mustard. Like you just do a little dash of it at the end. Like you just, it's a condiment and it's just for huh. color. That's and then fair. Like, I like just it. for color. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had, um, sorry, getting off topic, but have you ever had an Aperol spritz? Yes, I actually have. That's another good, like mimosa type drink too. It's Prosecco instead of, you know, but it's Prosecco and Aperol. And it is real delish. And, you know, Aperol is like kind of like, I don't know, orangey. So kind of similar, actually. Well, that's fair. And it's not like I'm drinking real champagne. It's like either sparkling wine or Prosecco. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You mean you're not getting your champagne from the champagne region of France? How dare you? Hey, if you want to, for my birthday, splurge, but, you know. I mean, I love you, but not that much. <laughs> well, let's say cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. I don't know I don't how know. to do that, but no, I'm just going to drink. All right. So, Maddie, give us a little bit of like a overview, you know, history of what is bacon. Mm. We'll try We'll try to do this quick and see. There's, it's, you know, if we're it's really. It's a big st- topic that you have to condense into a well, lot. It's it's a big topic because a pig is a lot. There's a lot to a pig, and so you have to just think of bacon itself. Not so that's just... a good place to start. Bacon is pork. Yes, um, <laughs> that's a very great place to start. Um, so originally, um, bacon means the meat from the back of the sides of a hog. So the meat could either come the back or the sides, and it was either originally either fresh or or you can do cured it was either or at that time um it came what's from, that time what time is that time the 14th uh, 14th century oh jesus yeah sorry that was should have explained that but i'm gonna i'm gonna get to that so the word bacon actually comes from the word uh bacon which is the proto-germic um word for back meat it's a nut what did you say pecan <laughs> no it's <laughs> but bacon. I guess it does sound like bacon. It's B A K K O N. I guess I'm trying to like. Amuse. You have to say it in like a hardcore German accent. Bacon. No, I can't do that. <laughs> um. So back B A K means back in German, obviously. So I guess the real first mention of what we think of bacon. Well, not really what we think of bacon, but what bacon was back then. Uh, is for the Ro- Romans. Um, and there was really no set time I can find. 
but the Roman Republic was from 500 to 27 BCE. Um, and it was followed by the Roman Empire from 27 BCE to 476 AD. So, so a long ass time ago. Yeah, there, there's a wide span of time there that it could kind of popped up. But the Romans called it Piazza, which was the shoulder of the peg. Ham was called Perna. So there was two separate categories for that. So that's why we can say that this was bacon because it's from the actual shoulder of the pig. Piazza was boiled with dried figs, browned, and usually served with wine. Okay, that sounds so gross. I'm down for some wine. I'm down for some figs. But boiled meat just does not sound good. But then it's it's browned after. Oh, so you just like blanch it and then brown it up with some figs. And I would assume some... so. And like, huh? honestly, okay. like... I'm going to pretend that that's like a um, really delicious dish. You're not a corned beef person. No. Because I was going to say like, if you do like corned beef in like a crock pot, you can. That's also you, beef. But no, but you add water to the crock pot. And so it kind of does its thing there. And then like I add beer and water to mine. This so, sounds but, like, so bland. I mean, I know corned beef it has like all the extra seasonings, but the no, way that you explain that pork, and, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure there was more to it. I don't have a, a a Roman cookbook in front of me, so how dare you? Yeah, but you're slacking on your research here. <laughs> I know. I expected to you to cook this time. dish up and eat it. <laughs> well, you know, I actually do have a fig tree, so that might be what? something. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love figs. Do you think they'll let me put figs in a suitcase and bring them back with me? I wonder if they'll let you take a fig tree. I have so many. A whole little... ass tree? Well, they're like, they're like tiny. There's like ones that fell, it, 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 whatever. Anyways. Oh, wait, anyways. I have a, wait, I have a fig tree. Hold on. I have a fiddle leaf tree. Isn't that a fig tree? Aren't they called fiddle leaf figs? Fiddle leaf fig tree. Anyway. We'll, we'll figure well, it out later. We'll do a fake episode. So, <laughs> um, like I said, um, the time of the Romans was very long span. So we'll go to the Middle Ages now, which is about 500 AD to 1500. Um, so that's right after the end of the Roman Empire. Pigs were everywhere. They were abundant. They were always fucking. They were always having babies. Like... Pigs can have a litter of pigs and they're just everywhere. They're, and they eat the sloth, the forest. They really didn't have to do anything to keep them. I was so, just listening. Sorry, again, another oh, no. tangent. I'm sorry. Um, I was just listening to an episode of Wine and Crime. Mm-hmm. And they did an episode on um, medieval animal trials. And so it's animals that had gone on trial for committing crimes And one of them was about um, like a toddler that fell into a pig pen and the pig and all of the little piglet babies ate the toddler. What? Okay. They literally will eat anything. And apparently they're just freaking crazy. Like they will. They're very smart too, but also think about. Smart enough to know that those little toddler cheeks are just full of fat and yummy stuff apparently. And also, but like think about. That was weird. Yeah, that was (laughs) They're, they're, they're more feral, like, back then versus pigs that we have now, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but these were, like, domesticated pigs. They weren't, like, wild boars. But were they starving the pigs, you know? There's there's only so much you can... Yeah. Not as... I guess the piglets were not found guilty. The little piglets were not found guilty because they were so young that they had no way of knowing right from wrong. But the mom pig knew right from wrong. And so it was convicted. Yeah. Um, well, see, that's what I'm saying. Which I'm not is really saying, funny. Just watch your children. But. Yeah. Sorry, were, that they, was a tangent. But <laughs> pigs are. But to your point, there they, they, are a lot of them and they're ruthless and they're like great. They, and they ate anything. They were cheap to keep. They were. Um, toddlers. Cheap to produce. You know, I guess it was a good way to get rid of your kids. <laughs> Um, they piss you off, you threaten them with, I'm going to feed you to the pigs. Well, and like, <laughs> they they were like large oh, so became twisted. 
lard became a key staple in the lives of the Europeans at this time. Like, yeah. it's, I actually really love cooking in bacon grease. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. To, yeah, I understand why it's not very, well, it's healthy-ish. Not the we'll grease. Get, no way it's not. Eh, we'll get to that. And so it was everywhere. And bacon or bacon was referring to any pork cured or fresh at this point in time. Now, about the 12th century, do you know what phrase was coined back then? In the 12th century? Yeah. How am I supposed to know a random phrase from the 12th century? <laughs> um, have you ever heard anybody say bringing home the bacon? <gasps> yes. So... Oh, wait, I saw something about this, how it like, it doesn't mean actually what it, what you think it means or it didn't start. Sorry. I'll let you go. No. What do you, what do you know about it? It was a thing from like the church and you, a man got like a slab of bacon. And if he could claim that he didn't uh, fight with his wife for a year and a day. Yeah. Is that right? Basically. Yeah. Basically if he, um, he had to have a witness. So you were seen as like um like a really prestigious person in your person in your community if you could bring home the bacon because it mm-hmm. meant that you were like honorable to your wife. Yeah. And like most people like to like uh hang up their bacon in their windows to show proudly like when they're curing it, like they brought home the bacon and that they had the bacon and stuff like that. So um, medals. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I'm a good husband. <laughs> So back then it was called um, the slab of bacon. They got basically a slab of bacon. It was called a filch back then. Filch? Like, never mind. From I Harry Potter. I was about Potter. to throw it down a Harry Potter room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you've been getting upset with me on how many office references I've been making before we started recording. So I was so upset. I'm trying to I, be trying to be good. I like the office. I was laughing. Um, but so after that, we will skip forward to the 17th century. Um, bacon was now referring to pork, which uh, the pork side, which was cured with salt. So it had to be cured now. Um, everybody basically did it themselves. So no more fresh bacon, right? Because before it was both? Yeah, it was either fresh, just fresh or the cured. Um, okay. And now it's just strictly the cured with salt. Um, everybody did it themselves. Everybody had their own recipes. It was just like it was in pigs were everywhere and it was one of the things people had it was easy to you know produce so in uh 1770 in the 1770s um john harris he was a butcher uh he lived in the town of killen in wiltshire english 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 is a country (laughs) in a town of killen in wiltshire england um, he was a butcher who started the first scale bake, uh, first like bacon curing business. So did he start the Church of Bacon. No, he did not. <laughs> did you know there's a Church of Bacon? I I saw a little bit about that and dive too deep into that, but did pretty cool. Well, no, I won't get into it right now. I'll let you keep going. I okay. don't keep interrupting you. No, that's fine. You can get into that when we get into like I, I'm assuming the. 21st century unless they're oh yeah it's like a current thing maybe okay. it was just made i don't know like 10 years ago or something okay well he um he had a pig market that was between uh ireland and england and um it basically was the perfect place for the pigs to be stored during like from the port it was like right between Ireland and England, right? Like where, because mm. there was a big- um, You catch big, up those hungry sailors coming in from the Well, well there was a big uh, pig trading uh, like establishment between those two like countries. So that was a perfect place where they went. So he had a pig, a pig, um, pig like feeding station, everything, but then he would also would buy the really good looking pigs because he was a butcher. And then he started curing bacon in his like business and started selling it so he's like the first people to actually start establishing like hey you can buy it versus doing it yourself now an entrepreneur yeah i thought it was pretty cool so yeah. during during the 1800s his grandson actually went to america um in hopes of importing more pigs um and instead came back with the idea of an ice box which meant that their cut meat 
could be stored longer and the family could carry a year long. Could you imagine how pissed the guy was at first if he was like, come back with some pigs? And he's like, I came back with the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's I a guess. cold box. I didn't really think about that. Like, no, sorry. Are you an idiot? <laughs> well, but it, it led to the Harris Bacon Company. So it's no That's longer- pretty cool, though, that they're able to like actually refrigerate and store and it'll last longer and all of that. Yeah, and so they were able to actually, like, cure whenever they wanted or store it, and, you know, it was a little less um, out in the open on things. So Yeah, I've always wondered about that. Like, I'll have to look into that more after this, but I'm really curious about how, like, how do you keep, like, all the bugs off of it? Like, all the flies and, like, of people hanging meat up, and, I mean, they still do it to this day in some places because it's, like, how you cure things and how you can, you know, I just so, don't get it. Well, okay. So um, I won't touch too much on this because we'll get into a whole subject for this. But basically, um, curing is one of the oldest ways to preserve food. Um, right. And salt actually prevents a bacteria of growth and allows meat to last longer. So as long as you coat it in so much salt, it doesn't matter if and flies like go on it because of the bacteria just won't. And that's Grow. the thing versus like this, like I know we do it different, but like they would just pile it on and they'd be a saltpeter and just these piles of everything. And, you know, like if you look back, I don't know, just pictures, it's just coated. You can barely see, you know, the meat on yeah. what they were storing. Um, like but, my margarita rim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the big chunky salt. Yeah. So we have in 1847. Um, Denmark actually starts uh, exporting Danish bacon to the UK, and that is still now basically the most popular bacon in England. Um, when it comes to the U.S. history of bacon, we've had pigs here since, you know, they were brought during, you know, Columbus Exchange, you know, and they just kind of like, pig, pigs do their thing. Like John Smith bought over the first pigs. As a gift to Pocahontas. Just we don't have the best. Uh, speaking of which, we <laughs> don't have the best. If you can't tell, yeah, <laughs> we don't have the best history. Uh, starting off with our history of bacon, you know, a lot of plantations were used, slaves were used. You know, why not use other people for our labor? You know, use them for everything else. Exactly. So this is where it correlates to your, I guess it's not your bacon church, but there's Camp Bacon and there are people that go and talk and actually educate people about bacon. And I thought it was kind of cheesy at first, but this was somebody from the Smithsonian. Yes, Smithsonian. And they basically we're just going over just the history of another topic that we don't really discuss. Usually we think of cotton or rice, you know, and so the, um, they're just spreading awareness that there yeah, is like a it lot was a, more. Yes. And it, um, they, they did a lot of, um, the curing and preserving of bacon. So after that, uh, in 1924, we have Oscar Meyer. Uh, he was the first one to have a way. Yes. With what? Patenting the first prepackaged pre-sliced bacon in America. Not B O L O G N A. You didn't pitch myself. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a pretty smooth though. Um, but he basically is why we have bacon the way it looks today. The bacon window, the bacon that's pre-sliced, the pre-packaged, all that good stuff. In 1969, Apollo 11. Do you know it? Never heard of it. Well, they were um, the first crew uh, mission to land on the moon. Oh, them. Yeah. And <laughs> bacon was part of the first meal. To every. Be- okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> interrupting you again. But yeah. every single time I hear the word Apollo, most people think cat? of the Apollo 11. No, I think of grandma sitting on the edge of the bed watching the Olympics for the speed skating and watching Apollo just screaming her freaking guts out, just going, go Apollo, go, go Apollo. Oh, and that's, that's all I can think about. I just hear grandma in my head now. It's really funny. <laughs> well, the, it, Hi, grandma. <laughs> 
How bacon was the first meal to be eaten on the moon. So wait, bacon was the first meal to be eaten on the moon? Yes. Badass. Now um bacon is not part of the space program because well uh, score one for pig and then they lost it. Now bacon basically is everywhere today. Um in 2018 Americans spent basically five billion on bacon annually. Gross. Five billion dollars? An average American eats 17.9 pounds of bacon a year. That's a little baby stuff like pig. Um okay. so I'm, I did the I'm, math. I'm no, not I, okay. I, I did the math now. An average That's in pack, the US. Yes. An Bleh. average pack of bacon is about 12 to 16 ounces. Are you about to tell me how many packs of bacon that is per person and justify it? Like, that's not that's not that much. That's basically, you know, 18 packs of bacon over a whole year. That's not that bad. Per person. And if you were per split. person. If you're splitting it with a significant other, then you just have to like, it's like 36 packs of bacon. I You're joking me, right? I just am saying. I you understand. thought that was a good thing. You thought that was trying to show me that that's not that much. I'm saying I. Can't okay, understand. actually, hold on. I just had a thought. That's in your favor. What about all the restaurants? What about all the, you know, like. Yes. And like 70% yeah. of bacon is eaten during breakfast. Uh, during breakfast and so like think of everybody who gets a side of bacon during breakfast and people go out like once a week for breakfast or stuff like that so wait hold on your number wasn't how much is purchased or was it that how much was consumed because then the restaurant argument is off the table because then that's how many people like that includes what you eat out whenever you go and Okay, well, oh, it was two God, different statistics. I tried to help you, and I, but, oh. Well, God. it was two different statistics. One was 5 billion, Americans spend 5 billion annually on bacon, and the others was Americans eat 17.9 pounds on average. I'm so grossed out. I can't. Okay, well, I, I'm almost done. So, we can get to your. I mean, your, I love bacon, but that's just a lot. Well, we can get to your part, and you can make us feel bad about bacon. <laughs> so, like I said, there's uh, canned bacon. Um, which is basically a, fest- a festival dinner, all the good stuff. It, it there's bacon, there's anything you want there. Um, there are a, quite a few different types of bacon. Um, I'll try to go over this really quickly. Eleven percent of the pig is bacon. So how many so, pigs? Never mind. Okay. So our what you think of bacon here in America is called streaky side bacon. Well, it's called streaky bacon or side bacon. That's what they call it other places? Yeah. Um, that makes sense because it's got like those like streaks, in streaks it. of fat. Well, there, there's more fat than ba- uh, back bacon. Back, back bacon. <laughs> yeah. Back bacon is traditional bacon, um, which is the loin of the middle of the back. Uh, it's leaner, less fat. It's usually in the UK, Ireland, and Canada. Canadian um, bacon. That's like ham, though, isn't it? Canadian bacon is something else. So Canadian bacon actually is not... We're the only ones who call it Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon is cured, smoked, and fully cooked. So you mean the Canadians don't call their own bacon Canadian bacon? No, they either call it back bacon, which they eat, or they eat P-meal bacon, which is back bacon that is wet cured, Ew. not smoked, and rolled in yellow P-meal. Ew. Oh, okay. This this episode's not making me feel great. <laughs> um, so there is like other types of bacon, like there's the jowl bacon, which is the cured and smoked cheeks, um, like guanciale, which is the Italian jowl seasoned, um, but it's not smoked. Um, there is cottage bacon, which is the lean meat of the boneless pork shoulder. So basically what the Romans were eating, the piazzo. Um, and there's... I feel like you need the fingers whenever you say that. Piazzo. Piazzo. Um, <laughs> there's Chinese cured pork belly, which is their bacon. 
Um, and there's quite a different other ones. Um, we'll have to get into that at another point. Um, I read something, this is, um, not related in any way, shape or form, but I'm curious if you have anything on it, but I read something about how during, um, shoot, I think it was, what was it? World war one or world war two, world war two for sure. Actually, um, Americans were like asked to save their bacon fat because the, um, glycerol from the bacon fat could be made into bullets so and explosives and stuff. And they had like a commercial, like that, but I, I, I saw like a, a Mickey mouse or Minnie mouse and Pluto commercial thing, like a little three minute video thing, uh, thing about that. Like I, I saw something, I didn't write it in my notes, but I thought I did, but oops. Um, but basically like just, uh, they were trying to have people ration theirs and like, um, give it because they can make the bullets, but I didn't go too deep into that. Um, maybe we could do a whole fat episode on how fat. Yeah. Or just like an episode maybe on how foods are used for other purposes or something. Yeah. That would be really cool. So they used uh, Mickey Mouse again for some propaganda. Of course. Yeah, it was like Minnie Mouse and Pluto. And uh, Minnie Mouse was like going to give Pluto hit the bacon fat on top of his dog food. And then they had like a radio announcement that was like, attention all housewives, please save your bacon to save our troops and or bacon fat to save our so troops. So don't and- feed your dog. <laughs> don't give if- No, it was just like on top of his dog food. It was like an extra treat. But um yeah and it was like mickey mouse was off at war and they were like we have to save our mickey like save our bacon fat and we'll donate it so that they can make bullets oh goodness yeah and they said something about like how there was like two billion pounds of bacon grease every year that was wasted in america (laughs) like so gross i feel like bacon consumption maybe was like more back in the day though because People are more uh, conscious of like their cholesterol intake and stuff. So I'd their say, cholesterol levels. I don't know about. I like to think that as like a nutrition major, I think. So there was this. Point I would like in time to think that people care more about their health. Bacon dropped off because of like you know there it's not good like the health stuff. There was a lot of health ramifications of it, but. I don't know. I found some interesting things, which I'm going to just kind of maybe mention during your nutrition section, if you don't say it, but, uh, that I found interesting about bacon, but, um, so let me finish my little section real quick and we could get into that for you. Um, there were different kinds of bacon. I found like bacon, non bacon products that are, I guess, non pork products are considered bacon, um, like tofu bacon, coconut bacon, dulce bacon, which is seaweed, turkey, duck, or salmon bacon. I tried making sweet potato bacon once, and it was a huge failure. That sounds not good. It sounds delicious. What are you talking about? It just sounds mushy. No, but you, like, slice it real thin and, like, bake it. I burn it. I guess. No, I guess that's fair. That makes sense. Um, Tempeh, which is fried uh, deep fried fermented soybeans and then um sedian which is wheat gluten so just different kinds um so i think it's bas- pronounced satan satan i'm just kidding so basically now um like i said bacon's everywhere it's you can find it in a good majority of the restaurants as you mentioned you can put it on anything, everything. Um, you can find the weirdest bacon products. Um, I found bacon hand sanitizer. I Ew. found bacon condoms. Oh, I've seen bacon, bacon condoms, excuse me? Yeah, you don't want meat sweat smell in your bedroom. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, they got me real. Hold up. Hold on. Take a drink on that one. Um, there's... Bacon ice cream, I guess, you know, bacon spray. Wait, can I just ask who thought who thought bacon condoms would be a good idea? Um, people have their kinks. Just go eat some bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, there's... if you really want it, like cool. 
you know, people bring food into the bedroom all the time, you know, whipped cream, chocolate sauce, whatever it may be. I don't know, but there's bacon could be one of those things, but just don't incorporate that fake bacon taste into a cup. There's bacon peanut butter, mm -hmm. I guess, if that makes it better, or some bacon spray. What are you trying to say to rub bacon peanut butter on your (laughs) partner? (laughs) Um, And then I'll I'll leave it on this one since we were talking Mm. about the partners. I'm I'm sick. You can give your partner some bacon roses. What does that mean? It's like bacon that's in the shape of roses. Like they make like a little, like a rose. I don't know. Sorry, hold on. My microphone is literally falling off the shelf. Like, oh, it fell off the shelf. Um, okay. Well, Well, I'll I'll send you a picture of bacon roses later. Okay, so wait, I thought, did you hear that? Yep. The whole thing just fell off of it. All right, cool. (laughs) I'm just going to hold this here. Um. Okay, so when you first said bacon roses, I was thinking that they were going to be like roses that smelled like bacon instead of roses or something. But no. okay, that's a lot better. Um, that's basically all I had. And there is some little, like I said, there's a lot of bacon. Oh, I've seen um, bacon soda. Did you say that? Yeah. No, I haven't. There's quite, a, there's bacon cotton candy. There's bacon Do you floss. Think- there's bacon mints. Like I could go down the rabbit hole of that. Like there's bacon clubs. There's bacon like you said, bacon church. Oh, I thought you meant like bacon clubs, like a sandwich. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds delicious. Well, there are bacon clubs as well. <laughs> yeah. A BLT. You can bacon on anything. Well, almost anything. I guess not like a pudding. You don't want, because I, I would put bacon with bacon and like caramel or something like that. Or bacon, I don't know. You just... You caramelize the bacon, but. (laughs) Where did your microphone go? All right, sorry. I tried so hard to keep it going, but I saw the bottom just fall. Shit, I'm crying. Yeah, that was. That was rough. (laughs) <laughs> I gave Maddie the hand of just like keep it going, keep it going. I can't, I can't do this right now. But then your eyes lit up when I said the bacon and caramel, and but then oh, I, it had nothing to do with that. I, I know, and I went, that's weird. I didn't think you like bacon and caramel, and then the bottom fell off and went boop. <laughs> yeah, it was my whole mic thing is just falling apart, oh, really cool yeah. rumbling before my very eyes. All right, well, my handheld microphone now. Um, but bacon and caramel actually sounds really good. <laughs> I like bacon with maple syrup on it. Well, actually, we'll we'll get to that in maybe one of my recipes. So let's get to your your nutrition oh, yeah, section. Okay, so um this is gonna be really quick. I just wanted to kind of do a little breakdown of the nutritional elements of uh bacon. So for one slice of bacon. I don't know if we talked about this at all, but Maddie and I prefer making our bacon in the oven. We like baking it on parchment paper. It just by far mm, 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 mm. a piece, one slice of baked bacon is going to be 3.5 grams of fat. Um, 1.1 gram of that is saturated fat. So typically you do want to avoid those saturated fats and those trans fats, but you know, considering it's 1.1 gram per, um, per slice, it's not too bad at all. Um, the cholesterol is going to be nine milligrams. Sodium is 178 milligrams. It's coming from the fact that it's cured. Um, there's, I mean, virtually no carbs in bacon. If it does, it's just because of like some extra additive or something, but it's very, very, very minuscule. And then it's going to have about 2.9 grams of protein, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, you, you know, the protein content is good. The fat content isn't horrible. It's not something I recommend eating, you know, 19 pounds of, but, um, that's over a whole year. (laughs) It's not at once. Okay. Um, So this is 
not going to be any gonna, vitamins or anything really in it. <laughs> that's not true. Okay. So I'm going to interject because I found my own little Not any fact. high levels that are going to make like a difference in So your... there is a study from the University of North Carolina done. And it said that bacon is good for pregnant women because there is a micronutrient in it called choline, which promotes healthy brain development in unborn fetuses. So yes, maybe. Okay. Here's my issue. I want to see there is like, I want to see the study because there's probably a chance that they didn't actually have pregnant women eat the bacon because it sounds like an IRB thing. You can't just make, you know, force some high fat item um, on a pregnant woman, maybe they were doing self-reported. So maybe that, but they didn't like, there's no control study on that, but they probably are just studying one specific micronutrient that is in bacon. And then therefore claiming that it is bacon is good for them because it has that one micronutrient that is good for brain development. I'm not totally sure. I haven't read the study. Um, but I am very skeptical of studies that are like that because I just, just found it interesting that's all I, I just know, wanted to no, throw it in your little segue little. and who knows I could be you know shoving my foot in my mouth pretty soon once you send that study to me but I I just am a little weird weary of um those types of studies which I mean women uh pregnant women do need fat you know they do need some of these things so it very well could be but you just also don't want to get your blood pressure up too high. It has a lot of sodium, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get too far into, you know, Fair. nutritional no, I- needs of pregnant women. But um, it also, ha- because of the fat, it like triggers. Um, I read this somewhere. And again, take this with a grain of salt because I don't, I haven't read the actual studies or anything. But um, I did read somewhere that the... Uh, fat in bacon can trigger the same part of your brain that cocaine does. So it gives you so kind that of like a high. When I buy a pack of bacon. You want to buy because... three more packs of bacon? No, <laughs> I was going to say it's because I know I'm using the bacon that's already in my fridge that day and I need to replace the bacon that I have. Yeah, it's like an addiction, <laughs> I'm, which is probably why, you know, the U.S. is consumed so much of it but um it's it's an addictive thing and I'm curious I should have looked into this but I don't know what the components is that makes it so addictive but um that would be really interesting to find out Hmm. maybe we'll we'll do a little video on that like a yeah we'll have to check into that a little bit of yeah the addictive qualities of food well on Um, that fun note as you disgrace our uh Love of bacon. No, I love bacon. Okay. This makes it sound like I don't like bacon. I know. I know. You're being. I like bacon. I'm not a vegetarian. I, I, I'm not even that healthy. Come on. But I, I like bacon. I just don't think I like it as much as the average American, if that makes sense. That's fair. So I, like you said, you probably, you buy like three packs of bacon at a time sometimes. No, I, I, I do one pack of bacon and I just know that if I use it, I'll replace the other one. So when I go grocery shopping, you're probably buying like a pack a week. Probably. See, I, I probably buy like, I'm going to be super generous, super generous. This is probably double, maybe five packs a year. Maybe not a pack a week, maybe a pack every two weeks. Okay, that's like 26 packs. Like so, okay, my point I'm just was, my my point is that you're just closer to the average American probably because no, of like I I I totally understand. But there's two people in your household. I have Well, that's what I was going to say too. Half is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's probably eating more than you. Uh, I don't know actually. <laughs> it depends on who's making the bacon. If I make oh. You're going to eat more of your own bacon because you cook it right. I just get it a little bit crispier. I don't like it like too hard. I just like that nice crisp to it. I keep thinking of that up or um, that scene in Harry Potter <laughs> where um, it's Dudley's birthday and Harry goes in and she said like, 
um, don't burn the bacon. And he's like flipping it and it's like all floppy and gross. And he just like flops it onto, um, so see, I can't do that. His plate and it just looks so unappetizing. But I but know I'm curious like about that fat, but maybe it's not, maybe it's not streaky bacon. They're in the UK. Maybe it's like ham, you know? No, no. They no, called no, it bacon. No. It's back bacon. But they just called it bacon. Yeah, so it's regular. Well, that's it's bacon to them. It's a a thin. So a strip of bacon to them is called a rasher. No, but they called it bacon. No, I know. Oh, but it's also like kind of made for the U.S. Yeah, I'm just curious. Do people so, in the U.K. call it bacon? And if they do call it bacon, what is their bacon? God, we're backtracking, man. It'd be rashers. Is their slice of bacon? But it'd be back bacon. But it's just bacon to them. Ours is streaky bacon. There's bacon. But if bacon, they said the word bacon, they would be associating their bacon. Ours is streaky bacon. I'm so confused. Streakier side bacon. So if I'm in the if say I'm British, find a UK friend and ask. No, say I'm British. Okay. And I say, hey, I want to order some bacon. What are they going to give me if I ordered bacon? In the UK? Yes. I would assume, I'm assuming they would give you rashers, which is like, I would assume they would order rashers, which I know, is. No, I know, but I'm saying they didn't say rashers. No, they I know, but if it's bacon, I would assume they would just give them back bacon, which is traditional UK bacon. Which is like ham to us? It's not ham, it's just another slice of meat. Oh. Like, it's from the back. It's just not got the streaks in it. Like, that's, okay. So maybe that's where the Canadian bacon is. Back bacon that is cooked and cured and all of that. So that's the same thing as rashers? Also, is it called rashers because they were rationed at one point? Now you're just going down. and (laughs) I'm going to go to my recipe corner. Yeah. So. Tell us what, what, uh, what dinner are we making with some bacon? So I decided to actually, I have two real quick. So I have the spicy Thai style pork burgers, Ooh. which are phenomenal. It is from um, the Drunken Cookbook, which is a great little cookbook. It also has its companion, the hung- Hungover Cookbook. Um, are those mostly breakfast recipes? No, no, it's there's a lot of honestly, I will say, like, it's not your traditional, like, like you have to look and be like, do I have these things in my cabinet? Like, if you're not just like somebody who cooks with some of these, Mm. I don't know, you know, a little more like the spicy Thai uh, style burgers have like cilantro and lemongrass in. Yeah. Um, the recipe here it says for lime leaves, which I've tweaked. Yeah, I've tweaked it with a lime zest, so I'll put the regular recipe and my tweaked version because it's easier sometimes to find some of these things. But you do a sausage mixed with bacon and all of these Mm. things, and you create little spicy Thai burgers, and they are so good. Like, I I really am so bad about You don't say that often. I know I'm so bad about loving the food I make and everybody else likes it. I'm like, I think yeah, she's better. such a good cook. Like, oh my God. But you guys. oh my goodness, Mariah, I made these and I ate three of them. You eat three burgers. Dude, you're like five foot tall and weigh like a hundred pounds. So, so I will, they're, they're not the biggest burgers. They're these, you make just these nice little patties, but oh, like I was so happy. They were so Maddie's good. having an experience right now. <laughs> oh, I've remade them a few times. And every time I'm just like, I can't do better. I, I don't know. But you've, so you've hopefully hit, you, <laughs> you've hit your peak. <laughs> hopefully you enjoy them. Um, and the other one I grabbed just was because we were talking about the maple and stuff like that is from the Heroes Feast, uh, the official D&D cookbook. <laughs> so um I've already yeah. showed my nerd. Now you can show yours. There's so many good recipes in this cookbook, okay? Same with uh You love book. a good theme to cookbook. They have so many now now right now, and it's stupid. But some of them you're like, 
okay, this is really not that practical for me to be cooking. But these actually are. There's quite a few great recipes. Yeah. Can we just really, really quickly before you say this recipe, can we just talk about like your cookbook collection? It's extensive. Um, I think that I'm. You have the Harry Potter cookbook. You have the Alice in Wonderland cookbook. We know you have a D and D cookbook. You have this drunk and this hangover cookbook. Game of Thrones one, if we're going down the themes. Game of Thrones. I have Marvel. I have the... Oh, you have the Gilmore Girls one, don't you? The Gilmore Girls. The World of Warcraft one. I have... uh, It's extensive. Yeah, and then just I have other ones. And then you just have a thousand other ones. Professional Chef and, like, a bunch of, like, baking ones and whatnot. But... a child. Those are really bad impersonations. I liked it. This is spot on. No, thank you. <laughs> but so from the D&D when I just did the orc bacon, which is basically bacon, brown sugar, pepper, garlic pepper, a uh, garlic powder, garlic pepper, garlic powder, <laughs> and um orange juice. So like you just like mix so it all you, together and stuff like a whip. Okay. So you hmm. cook it the bacon and then you like so you mix all the orange juice and all this together and make it, it sounds as, like a like, glaze almost yeah a glaze and then you glaze it and then you cook it and then like halfway through you flip it and then glaze the other side and then cook it more mm. and it kind of just caramelizes and does its Dude, thing that sounds delicious yeah i thought that would be a little bit more up your alley not that you don't like the burgers and stuff i think you would like these it's just a little bit more hands-on marinating meat where you have to cook cut up the cilantro and garlic and Thai chili peppers and stuff and marinate it into the sausage. It sounds really good, but it sounds a lot more complex. Yeah. So that's why I figured I'd give a little both, you know, one easy one, a little bit more complex. One's just solely bacon and one has a, you know, hint of bacon in it, but so I know there's a lot of things that I've left out on uh, bacon, like what curing is, what um, just certain types. There's other types of bacon around the world. Oh my goodness, there are so many different types. And that's going to be just have to be maybe a short deep dive of itself of just like what things are because getting into what other people consider, like uh, it. it yeah. It gets kind of di- not dicey, but just I want to make sure I'm doing it correctly as well. So, if you have any um, fun, interesting uh, bacon stories, be sure to let us know. Uh, we love hearing people's um, personal anecdotes about food too. I think that's really interesting and fun. So, how maybe you cook your bacon, how um, you maybe think that we are atrocious human beings for cooking ours in the oven. Uh, <laughs> How do you cook yours? Let us know. But on that note, Mariah, where, where can you reach us at? So uh, you can email us at eatmedrinkmepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at eatmedrinkmepod. Is that right? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to leave the Twitter I think to Instagram, you. I don't know how to I use think that. <laughs> Instagram, I believe, is eatmedrinkmepodcast. Twitter, Eat Me, Drink Me Pod. And um, we are going to be on TikTok as well um, at Eat Me, Drink Me Podcast. So uh, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. But don't forget, never cook bacon naked. Bye. Bye.